You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode 12 of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we talk to Pete Waringa about his running journey, including how he finds running a great stress relief. Enjoy. Welcome, Pete Waringa. It is an absolute delight to have you on Mind Fit Body. I really, really appreciate that you're prepared to put your hand up and come and talk to me and and share some of your experiences with running and how it's affected your life. I really do appreciate it. Ah, oh, an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, Pete and I talked about some really good things before we started recording. So you may or may not, we may cover that. We'll see how we go. But just to start off, I like to ask people to just, it's a very open-ended question. And I was, uh, someone suggested today that maybe I be a little bit more specific. But I, because these calls, they're really to help people feel related, you know, to relate to you and your journey and maybe take up running uh, as a way for, to make their life better in some way. So asking you who you are, what you do, where you come from, all of those little sprinkled things in there uh, make it easier for other people to relate to you, especially if they've never run in their lives. Um, so although it's an open-ended question, what sort of things would you like to tell us about yourself that aren't necessarily related to running? Yeah, sure. So I've actually just had a major milestone. I've just turned 50. So oh, you're um, a baby. A baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm working in an office every day. Uh, so I'm an accountant, um, which is great. Like I get to um, meet a lot of people um, and, and help them. Um, on the journey, you know, their financial journey. Um, but there's not a lot of physical activity. So I'm sitting in an office every day, working long hours, um, which is great sometimes, but then other times I'd love to be outside. So I'm finding that running really gets me out of the office. It prepares me for my day. Um, it certainly helps on the way home. Um because I do take a lot of stuff with me mentally. Um, so I tried to break it up and, and running's like a really good way um, of, of doing that. Um, and I've been running now for on and off probably for say half my journey, half my life, say 25 years, um, um, which is a while, um, but it's, it hasn't always been consistent. Um, so it's been stops and starts because that's what life's about. You know, you do have periods where it's just too hard um, yeah. and you've got periods where it's, it's really easy. Um, so um, we've, got, uh, we've got one child, so I'm married. Um, lovely, lovely wife, Sam, um, my partner, and we've got a, a daughter who is 26, and she actually works with me. So I see her every day. Um, and we're lucky enough that she is about to have a baby. So that's wow. really, really exciting. Uh, in about 10 weeks, we'll see a little grandson. Well, so, that is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's a bit about me um, and my situation. Um, yes, I, I, I live in, in Launceston, Tassie. Um, so Tassie's, Tassie's fantastic. I was born here. Um, my wife, Sam, was born here. Um, and we've sort of lived here our whole lives. Um, and we find it really a great place to, to raise our family, to explore. There's so many things to see and do here. Um, and, and running and Tassie goes sort of hand in hand. There's so many great places to go. It takes so, time. Yeah. Yeah. So h- how did you start running? Like you said, 25 years ago, which was roughly when you were yeah. 25. So, um, I think um, primarily it was just at the end of high school. Um, I started a bit of running. I was pretty much overweight. Um, I'd had a, a big accident. I had a, I might motor vehicle accident in high school where I'd been uh, hit by a car and end up on the bad end of that. So ouch. it was ouch. So I was in hospital for ages and um, once I got out of hospital, I realised that I was probably not very fit, overweight, and I thought, well, running might help. So mm-hmm. I took up a bit of cricket, took up a bit of running and... Yeah, then then I sort of took it a little bit more seriously. I thought actually this isn't too bad. Like it's it's an enjoyable outing outside. You get outside, it's relatively cheap to do. Um, once you've got you got your, your joggers and your clothes, you, you can sort of go come and go. Um, and it's it makes you makes you feel certainly refreshed mentally. That's the thing I found. Mm-hmm. You do obviously get some physical benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just that mental side that I find just breaks up the day and, and getting out and just exploring the world. So it was interesting before we started recording, you mentioned that um, sometimes because you're an accountant and, and the things that you do are kind of very structured and very even robotic, I think was the word that you used, yeah. but you find in order to get yourself out of that um, headspace or that space, I suppose, um, you found running's quite a good way to trigger you to get to get back into, you know, go home to the girls or <laughs> to your wife yeah, and yeah, not yeah. be that kind of. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah, so I went. I went to one um, particular. I went to one work seminar, and there was a guy who was an author, and he talked about the third space. And I thought, what? What's that? And I went to talk to this guy, and basically, what he'd, he'd written a book, and the book was about creating a space between activity like at work activity mm-hmm. and your home activity or the next activity whatever that may be mm-hmm. and it's just creating effectively a, a reset so running I find is a really good reset if you're got a terrible day at work you're mentally fatigued or whatever's happened it could be anything um, you can take that with you um, mm-hmm. even sort of undetected you just got these bad feelings or you're just mentally fatigued and you need to be able to sort of reset and then when you meet your loved ones at the end of the day or going to meet some other people you've got to try and get rid of what happened before so that third space is what I tried to generate with my running and say okay once I finish work I can go for a run and that just sort of brings me back it's almost like, um, you know, some people who don't run or don't exercise very much may think, well, 
that's that's crazy. Like you're going running and it's actually giving you more energy. That's what I'm hearing you say in some ways. Yes, it changes your headspace, but it's also giving you more energy because you go into oh, it really definitely. flat. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. You walk, you go to a run, you can start to be completely flat, but at the end, you're feeling revigorated again. Um, and I've had other instances where you, you know, your endorphins kick in yeah. after a run and then you just feel just so happy. So, you know, that I had that a few weeks ago. I just finished a run with a running club and got in the car and I just felt so good. Um, sure, you're going to get tired because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a physical activity, but it's just that beautiful feeling. You feel that your body just says, well, it's almost like a thank you. To say, well, thank you for taking me out and actually giving me something better to do than just sitting in an office or dealing with some activities that I really didn't want to do. <laughs> so how do you actually fit it into your life? I know you and I know you're very busy, just like everyone, actually, but you're yeah. pretty busy. So how do you fit it in? Well, you've got to work out what, you know, what works for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people are really good morning people and they are able to get up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Um, I, I do that occasionally yeah. um, and it does work. Like it works sometimes, but other times you're just so tired. You just can't do it. So mm-hmm. you then think, well, look, I'm going to make a time that I won't negotiate I won't mm-hmm. change that time. I'm going to make it at say 6 p.m. at night. I'm going to have that's going to be my time. Um, mm-hmm. Or if it's with a running group, it's going to be our time. And nothing will change that. And if you can stick with that and make that consistent, it becomes easier. Um, there's always going to be the demands on our lives, whether it be kids, you know, your, your parents, whatever it may be. That, you're going to have to change your plans, of course, whatever happens. But if you can stick and make a commitment to yourself, then that's really the key. Mm. So, um, and and I think to build on that, what I found particularly worked for myself and my wife, Sam, is that I say joining a running club or joining a group, a good friend or whatever it may be who's willing to make you accountable for those mm-hmm. sort of choices that actually helps a lot so just having that other person not rather than just yourself which we're yeah, quite good yeah, at letting ourselves sure. off the hook quite often yeah, oh, yeah i see it all the time you know it's so easy just to mentally say look i'll go tomorrow it doesn't matter it's just another day and you can say that and and it sounds makes sense mentally you know oh, i've just had such a bad day i'm gonna mm-hmm. tomorrow but if you can break free of that, even if you go for a run or walk for one kilometre, that is so much better than just not going at all. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you do that K, you can do another K the next day and you yeah. can build a sort of like a, just a, a way of telling yourself that, hey, I've actually done something every single day and that is so powerful. Mm, that's true. So, so it seems to me that you run a little by yourself and a little with groups. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So I do a lot of running by, by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find I find running with the club is great, um, but I only do that sort of once a week. Yeah. Um, and on the weekend. Other than that, I don't really have a lot of time to catch up with other groups. Um, and there's, there's other groups out there that you know want to catch up for coffee and things like, which is yeah. fantastic, but I just don't have the time. Yeah. So I've just got to try and fit it in, squeeze it in. 
So 20 minutes here, half an hour there is sort of what I've sort of got available to me. Um, um, so, yeah, and, th and that's always a challenge, you know, like it, it changed over that 25-year journey that, you know, when we were starting out, you know, when we had a very, very young family, it was very difficult to find time. But as I've got older and, you know, we don't have any kids at home anymore, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. I don't have to yeah. clean up half of them. <laughs> yep i know that <laughs> still got a couple at home <laughs> although they should be they're old enough to clean up after themselves anyway we'll have to work on that sometime now <laughs> um one of the things that i like to talk about is because part of the reason i'm even doing this podcast is so that we can talk a little bit about how running i mean exercise in general but running for us because most of the people i talk to are, are into running um, helps our mental space and you have touched on that a little bit already so I wonder what is it that you what kind of things do you think about obviously you don't necessarily want to tell us everything that you think about because some people said oh no you don't want to know what I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah, well I mean a lot of people don't know but um, when when Sam and I were very young we we had twins so that was very very exciting so um, I think Sam was only 20 Oh, and and I'm 20, 24, so we're quite a young family and we had twins on the way, um, a boy and a girl. So I mentioned earlier that we have a daughter who's just 26, so that's that's Paige. Um, but we also had our, our beautiful son, Reese. Mm -hmm. And Reese, when he was born, um, had some difficulties. Um, so he had some medical difficulties. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time with... Reese and the doctors for um, quite a few years. Um, yeah. Now he had kidney uh, problems, so there was some issues there. Um, and Reese passed away when he was five. So we had a, a very traumatic event um, mm -hmm. uh, about twenty odd years ago uh, now, and that event really changed us who we are yeah. so when I look back at that I think about myself and Sam prior to mm -hmm. Reese passed and I think about our family now and we're different people yeah so what does that mean well it just means that we look at our lives and we just we, we really realize what life means because mm -hmm. it's taken away so quickly yeah when we spent so much time in the hospitals with other families and saw what they were dealing with we really mm -hmm. realized that life is so precious mm -hmm. it's so precious and when someone dear to you um, passes i think you have to reflect on you know the mortality of that um and sort of focus on on what 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 life means to you mm -hmm. now we went through a particularly difficult period after that um so sort of sam and i had different views on how we wanted to live our lives yeah um afterwards um and it's a real challenge because um you know when when your child um passes before you know you do it's yeah. one of the hardest things to deal with so we we um we we overcame that and we become a very close family mm -hmm. so now my wife and our daughter Paige um are extremely close 
I can um, attest to that. <laughs> very close and yeah, wonderful, loving we, family, actually. We do everything together, yeah. So, and sort of people say to us, oh, that's really good. And we sort of, it, I suppose that all came out of what happened. Um, we just realised that because life can be taken away at a moment's notice, um, mentally, I um, and, I, and Sam, as well, um, just try and treat each day as if it's our last. Mm -hmm. We'll try and realise that, yeah, you can plan for next week, next month, next year, and you can focus on all these things. But at the end of the day, money is not important. Uh, yeah. Buying stuff is not important. Um, it's really just about your family, your relationships, and enjoying life for what it is. And enjoying life for what it is means not to go so fast is to mm -hmm. just go through everything with just you know emotions don't just yeah. just actually experience life for what it's got now there's obviously going to be you know, things on the way that are, are going to be difficult of course i mean since then um um i've just recently um my mum's passed away in the last yeah. 18 months and that's been mm -hmm. particularly hard and i really miss her um um, but, you know, this is where uh, running becomes something that just enables you to deal with some of these emotions. Um, like a constant in your life that you can get out and away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I can say that um, I mean, when, when, when Reese passed, I could say that I became more of an angry person. I yeah. just, my emotions changed. I just had my temper flared up i had a very short fuse mm -hmm. um and sam had other um ways she dealt with her emotions it just has to come out yeah um you've just got to be able to deal with it now some people you know can't and, and they do mm -hmm. suffer emotional issues and, and that's the difficult point we're not well we're all sort of wired differently aren't we so yeah. um to me sort of running and getting outside and doing things has been something that's helped because whilst I'm out running, I can actually think about things and I can do it and I can reflect on, you know, what what my life was, our life was when we had our twins, yeah. um, when we were doing those things because it almost seems like a dream now, like yeah. 20 years ago, like it's a, such a long time ago, but then it's like yesterday and it's, it's weird and it's talking about it now seems weird, but yeah. also it's, it's a good feeling to do that. It's certainly something that helps me. Um, and as I said, the running helps as well because I feel that when I run, particularly longer events, like when you wear yourself out physically, it's sort of like, like you do a marathon, for instance, you're running along and at the end you're almost spent. But I become more emotional and that I just sort of just, it's just like everything's stripped away. Um, and I find that really really good for me um other people can have a good cry about things and they feel better afterwards but for me the physical effort is something that helps me deal with my emotions i'm not i'm not in not surprised at all mm. because uh they talk about how 
uh, we've got all of the subconscious and stuff going on. And a lot of us are so busy, like just our culture, we keep ourselves so busy that we never have time to really think about stuff apart from the fact that, you know, your everyday stuff that you have to do, your work or whatever. And so when we, when you run and you describe that uh, going a long, long distance, you actually, your body gives up trying to yeah. hide all of that stuff that you don't want to think about because yeah. it's too busy keeping you alive. And then those things, your subconscious can bring to the fore some of the things that maybe do actually come to the fore when you're asleep. There's all these studies done about what, what our brain's doing when we're asleep as well. So I think that's probably what's going on with you too. When, when you're running, yeah. especially those longer distances, you're wearing your, your body out and it's just giving up and go, okay, fine. Well, you can be a bit emotional now and you can have those thoughts. Um, yeah. we we'll stop trying to protect you perhaps because our brain yeah. has all these mechanisms. Absolutely. And, and it's a process, but it's at the end of the day, it's such a rewarding thing to yeah. be honest. Like I just feel after that happens, I, I feel like, I can talk to Reese. I can, um, you know, talk to my mum while I'm running and mm. think about things, memories that we had, you know, and and it just makes it, it brings me into a space that is between us, you know. So that's that's great. That's that's what I find is you know one of the really strong benefits of running. Of running, so it's kind of a cathartic experience. Absolutely. It? Yeah. That's awesome. I love the way you describe that because as we, we talked earlier, uh, none of us get out of here alive for a start, but we, and we all have stuff. Like, especially when we get into our 50s, we've all had stuff going on, not all as tragic as you guys, but just, you know, stuff. <laughs> um, I, I, I know we all do. And, and the thing is that my our, our situation is is probably a lot of people can compare to it or there's been people that have suffered far worse. I, I just think for what I, I suppose I could pass on is that I try and think about when someone passes close to you, you've got to just reassess and think, right, if if you can face your death or face, you know, look at the, the, their passing and then use that to live your life that is yeah. the most important thing that i think anyone should take out of this because if you can live your life yeah now really live and, it. and share that with your friends share it with your family yeah. you're a far better person um what, what a gift absolutely mm. um because you're not here for a long time no. um, so want to go outside enjoy life enjoy yeah. the you know obviously as i say we live like we live in Tasmania, so there's been so many places we've been to, mm -hmm. bushwalking, running, that are just like you just pinch yourself about where you're outside and seeing wonderful, wonderful places and being able to enjoy them at the same time. So what would be your favourite places to run? Are you a road oh, runner or a trail runner? Or yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I did a lot of road running for a long time. Um, and while that's great, I mean, you can certainly do it up speed and, you know, do a lots of events and it's good to know, like, like I'm improved on this time or whatever. I've ne we've now moved a lot to trail running um, because we do like bushwalking and obviously yeah. trail running combines the two, doesn't it? So you've got just this wonderful countryside to go at. Um, just recently uh, we did a run at Narantapoo. I think that's yeah. nearly the right spot pronunciation um, at Greens Beach uh, that was run um, 
by Old Train. That was probably one of the best running experiences I've had. It was just so well done. Tremendous weather. The beaches were great. Everything about it was fantastic. And it's just a great feeling to go out to meet people that are happy to be there. Um, the weather guides turned out um, and the scenery was just out of this world. So, you know, if we more of those experiences like we can do, yeah. the, the more we will. I think the word experience is really important in what you said, um, you know, with life and, and then maybe choosing trail running over road running. I don't think, I'm not trying to I say one's better than the other, but certainly yeah. I enjoy trail running more than, than road running and in part because of the environment you're in. And because of the experience that creates rather than the race kind of mentality often when you're at least in a road race versus yeah. training on the road. But yeah, just, just getting out there and, and being able to experience the environment in a way where you're moving through it as part of it. Is there something quite, um, I'm excited now. I want to go out for a run. <laughs> <laughs> In a, do it. in a trail. Um, so another question, um, we, we kind of touched on this before as well. Unfortunately, everyone, we talked a bit too much before. We, <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> uh, however, well, something I would like to touch on that you said, and it kind of relates to other things that I, we talk about here, and that is the conversations that you have when you're out running. Now, you were referring to the fact that males in particular <laughs> that uh, male humans tend to not uh, share their emotions and things very well, but you find, I mean, you sort of touched on it with your marathon story and, and when you get a bit worn out, yeah. but do you find, say, when you're training with people that you are able to converse with them more or how does that affect? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in a running club environment, um, you're mm -hmm. sort of catching up people once a week, but there are other times when, you know, you might see them at other events and you start to get to know people, like people I would never, ever see. Um, but because we share the love for running, we can have a chat and, you know, we'll there'll be kids running, there'll be instances where we'll talk about all sorts of things and there's just a good chance to have a laugh, you know, with some of the funny things that have happened um, during the day. So I, I really um, enjoy going to any event because I think the people I've met at running clubs and, and running events are just really happy sort of people that don't seem to be hung up on the things that my say my 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 co-workers or some of the people I live next to, they all seem to sometimes come up with certain reasons why things can't be done. Oh, it could be raining, we're going to go outside, it's too cold. Um, I don't know, runners just don't seem to have those hang-ups. They'll go out in the rain, they'll run when they're injured. Um, they just don't seem to care. Mind do. People love talking about their injuries at events. They do. <laughs> so you hear everything. But, you know, it, it's certainly um, we're all kindred spirits, really. Um, yeah. And I, I enjoy just, you know, sharing the, the love of running with with people, you know, who, who have the same interests as we do. Yeah, yeah. So you just brought it up again, and I've heard you say it a few times, and that is injuries. Now, tell me, Mr. Warringa, do you, do you ever suffer from injuries or accidents or anything yes. like that? Yes, I, I am definitely injury prone, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I've had multiple injuries. Um, and I started off talking uh, about the car accident back 
in the late late 80s, early 90s. Um, but I've had a broken leg playing football. Um, I've had at least a couple of motorbike accidents, um, broken knee on one occasion, uh, a fractured ankle on another. Um, what else? Um, oh, yeah, mountain, mountain biking. I've had a major wrist injury uh, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, you know, if you listen to this, you think, why, why is he doing this? Why is he putting his body through it? Um, I have absolutely zero regrets to, to answer that question because I love going outside and I'd rather enjoy myself doing something, even if I injure myself, than stay at home, wrap myself in cotton wool yeah. um, and think, well, I might live an extra six months or whatever. <laughs> It's just well, actually, if you wrap yourself in cotton wool and don't go out and do all these things, you're probably going to live less time than yeah. more. <laughs> Apart from if one of the accents turns out to be not so, <laughs> but as I a do, rule, <laughs> I, I do, I do take care crossing the road, I do it both ways. Um, good, so, um, and I, I do um, tie my shoelaces when I do go for my run, so I do understand my mortality, I don't. Well, I don't have a death wish. I don't Good. want to myself anymore. But uh, I realise that uh, we're only on the earth for a short time, as I say. So let's go and enjoy ourselves. So coming, I don't want to pull away from this uh, thing to do with injuries that off, that quickly. One of the questions I want to ask is how do you how do you feel? Like you you told us all this stuff about how passionate you are about running and how it's really helped in your life in many ways. It's through difficult circumstances and things. When you can't run because you've had one of these either accidents or you have an injury, how do you deal with that? Uh, not very well. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to say the least. Um, for a start, I'm, I'm moody. Mm -hmm. um, and I then would take it out on my loved ones. So yeah, Sam and Paige would definitely uh, see that. Um, and yeah, you haven't got an outlet, so you've got to find an outlet. So you've got to find something that you can do. So if you've got a running injury and you can't run, well, the ne next thing I would do is go into the pool. So I'd be yeah. doing running in the pool, which is dead boring, <laughs> but it, it gets gets the scratches the itch. Um, then, you know, if you can't run, you could walk or, of course, you could ride your bike or whatever. So you got to you find a way. And something. It's yeah, do something, do anything, but don't sit back and think, right, I'm not doing anything mm. because right, that is far, far harder to come back once you finally are right to run. It's, it's interesting. I've brought it up a few times now because I had uh, an experience where I realised I wasn't able to run very much when I, we were off travelling a lot. And it really affected who, like my identity, like who I thought I was, the, like I'm a runner, mm. Um and here I was, I felt like I was just doing, you know, photo runs. I've let myself down about that now. That's all cool. And you're still a runner just because you're just doing tourist runs. Um, but I, it has made me ponder a little bit about the way we attach, us runners in particular. I, I actually probably crosses lots of uh, people, but how we attach our identity to something that could be taken away quite easily because of an, an injury or something. And so maybe we should attach our identity to things like, um, you know, I'm, I don't even know if a healthy person is a good one, but I'm a happy person or I'm a positive person, you know, trying to find things that can't be quite so easily removed from our identity. I don't know. Anyway, it's just something that no, I'm it is. I, I, There's something about that um, because you, 
well, we're not all one-dimensional people, are we? No. So we're multifaceted and exactly. um, <laughs> we have to find things that, you know, that we can sort of lean back on. And yeah. I'm sure we can. It's just, um, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to let go, I've isn't it? <laughs> I've got to be. I've got to think more and be more creative sometimes. When perhaps yeah. I don't, and, and most a lot of men I know don't aren't. You know, they're sort of. Well, I, I've been accused of being, you know, single-minded, and no. <laughs> but you know, there's there's things that I can learn, and life is all about learning. Let's let's be honest. So we can keep an open mind, um, then we can at least improve on those things yeah so so maybe one of the things we can say is i'm a person who loves to move because even if you have yeah. an injury you know you can be i don't know moving something <laughs> even if you can't move your legs for running or something at the time who knows but oh for sure yeah um just find something that's that makes that's fun yeah doing something that is fun doing something that makes you smile that's that's important that is important mm. Um, do you have any food that you, is this sort of a, an interest out of interest? What kind of food do you think serves your running as opposed to is okay. not good for your running? Well, I, I can definitely say I love food. And that is <laughs> one of the good things about running is that if you do regular running, you can pretty much eat whatever you want. Um, having said that, uh, the more junk food you do eat, um, it's probably not that productive. Mm -hmm. Um for long-term, uh, you know, life expectancy. But the, the the what I'm lucky, what I'm really lucky with is that Sam is is vegan. Uh, mm -hmm. She cooks the most magnificent meals. Um, I do help, um, but she's a driver behind all of that. Yeah. And all the food we eat, I just add a bit of meat to it if I need to. So a lot of the base food we have is there already i very rarely get takeout i don't need to buy a lot of prepared food from the supermarket mm -hmm. so it's a lot of veggies um and then i just add a bit of meat to it yeah. um, so that's sort of the, the bread and butter um mm -hmm. and then you know i like get some get some fruit uh gets i love those those dates um yeah and the paper, i just chump on them all the time uh -huh. um my weakness is, is chocolate. Um, I love chocolate and I'll go for a decent sized block of Cadbury's every Your week. daughter told me that actually. I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that I just, because I'm sitting at my office and I, I, I class as brain food. So I need uh -huh. that occasionally just to get through. Um, but, you know, like if we all just had plain, boring food, mm. um, we wouldn't last it very long. So you've got to have a bit of variety. Yeah. Um, and a bit of spice in there so yeah. and of course with 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 running long distances you've got to work out what works for you so mm -hmm. particularly doing long events there might be certain things that upset your tummy mm -hmm. um so you know we play around a bit with that you know you can get your gels and all your sorts of sports additives that some that work well um yeah. so yeah i'm sort of we're pretty happy with how we our diet is because it's um, it's primarily based on fresh food, so that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. No, it sounds wonderful. I should get some recipes from Sam. I think. Yeah, she's great. We just had uh, one of our. Actually, we've got two children now, but one of the one, two children who are now vegetarian, um, uh -huh. and one of them is living at home. So <laughs> I, I need some more recipes. 
<laughs> vegan will be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I should talk to your wife. Um, before we go, I would love to know what kind of tips you would give either a new runner or someone coming to back to running who hasn't been running for quite some time. Uh, so for a new runner, I would say, um, like, you could buy a running magazine and there'd be a 5K how to run in 15 weeks or there might be mm -hmm. how to do certain exercise and stuff like that. That might work, but primarily I would suggest someone find a buddy, whether it be a, a friend or a running club or someone who can help you on the journey. Mm -hmm. um, because it means, unless you're an extremely strong-willed person and can commit to it, if you're starting something, having someone there to help you and sometimes say, look, we're not going to miss this run. We're not going to miss doing this exercise. We're going to do it regardless of the weather, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of how busy you are, that will actually help. Um, so having someone with you or a group, like a club, I found the club was the best way because what I found is that I was going along on the weekend and there were people who were beating me and I thought, that's not right. I can beat them. And they motivated me. So then I went, right, I've got to do some training during the week. Uh -huh. That was simple as that. It's just that I don't want to be beaten theory. And so are you a little competitive, Pete? A little bit, yes, <laughs> for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, um, especially if it stirs you, like spurs you under. It stirs you. So that's something that you can't get from a running magazine. You mm. can't you, you can't get that competitiveness. And so I think a new runner should try try that approach. Someone who is injured, um, again, look at ways that they can get back into it. So it could be okay. We're going to do some swimming. We're going to do some walking. We're going to do some bike riding, something that will supplement it. Obviously, the you know if you've got to stay off your calf for six weeks, um, you know you might be doing other things, you know upper body exercises, uh, as I say, swimming, all sorts of stuff, just to keep moving, mm. keep the body feeling as if you're not you're not stopping altogether. Because if you do have six weeks off, it's going to be pretty hard getting back in, and then you might give it up for good because. It's just uh, something that's just too hard. And it's worth not giving up, isn't it? Like that can, to me, like when I started running as an adult, it was it's the consistency. Like even I didn't really do very much every day, but I did something every day. Yeah, you do something every day. And like things can help, like, you know, you've got your watch and you've got it connected to your watch app and it will tell you little dots on the calendar that you've, actually run and you can look at it and go oh wow I've actually run every second day and that could just be something that helps you um it could be a training plan on the fridge um it could be you pay a coach to give you emails or a phone call whatever it is but you've got to get something that makes you accountable yeah. and the accountability it's just like getting that wheel turning, you know, like if that wheel stops and you've got to push it, it's just too hard to push. But once it's rolling, it's easier. Mm. And the easiest it gets, the fitter you get and the better you feel at doing it. And then you get over those blues, which are, it's just too hard. I can't do it anymore. I'm over this. I'm too old, blah, blah, blah. And that's what you've got to try and deal with. Deal with all that 
rubbish and get on to the actualness of just living and getting out there. One question that I would like to ask you before we um, wrap up, and well, actually there's two, but this one is, <laughs> uh, when did you decide you were a runner? Like it's a label that we, we bander around. I can vaguely remember my own head going, oh, am I a runner yet? I don't know. What makes me uh, a runner? I think, I think when sometimes people who are not in your circle of friends, well, and they say, oh, I seen you running down the road the other day, right? So they sort of mention it or, you know, you might put a post up on, you might be in a running club and someone put a picture up on Facebook or something and then someone might comment about it. think, oh, yeah, I actually am a runner because I'm actually in this photo. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then you start doing it a little bit more and you start thinking, oh, this is actually fun. So you've even did it a couple of times a week. You're thinking, wow, you know, I actually do running. I actually am a runner. But then you have the whole thing about fitness and people say, oh, yeah, but I'm not fit. I'll, I'll look at the people in the Olympics. They're fit. <laughs> but that's a, that argument I don't agree with because just because they are super fit, they can run around at, you know, ungodly speeds. It doesn't mean you can't be fit yourself. Exactly. And so it's just a matter of mentally fit is what mm. I look at, not just physical fitness. It's that's a good getting, point relieving the mental mm -hmm. stress irrelevant of your pace absolutely doesn't matter if you're running at slowest pace if you run that run that event and you enjoy it mm -hmm. it is far better than sitting at home on the couch exactly that's that old saying what is it when people are complaining but at least we're not at home sitting on the couch you know you're doing better than the people sitting at home on the couch yeah totally all right so um your time is very precious and I really appreciate the amount of time you've already spent with us. But before I go, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to mention, especially about running and how it makes you feel? Because in particularly that's what, you know, we want to get out there is that it can really improve every part of your life should you choose to take it on. Well, like last year, um, particularly with, with COVID being as strong as it was in Tassie, um, I, I didn't do any running really. Um, I, was, I was at work um, and just dealing with all the COVID related issues, businesses yeah. ringing me up and they were really, really worried. People were worried about losing their livelihoods. Yeah. And that to me was really important. And so I had to work with these businesses and and try and get through it. And eventually, you know, obviously most businesses in Tasmania are doing quite well now um, over the sort of that COVID period, but I didn't run. I didn't do anything um, and it was just all work related. Um, we also moved house, which was another stressful event. But what I found is that I got very moody. I started getting chest pains um, and I went to the doctor, got checked out and they put me on one of those heart um, monitors for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that was just a wake up call because I was just suffering really bad stress. Because yeah. I was all work and no no play, no no getting out there. And, no release. Yeah, and that was really – and then I really missed the running. And when now I've sort of got over that bad period, I've just known, like, just this week, it's just felt so relaxing, even though I've still got plenty of work deadlines to meet and people to talk to and deal with those issues, I feel like there's a balance. And the mm. balance is the most important thing. Um, and if I'm a more balanced person, I'm certainly easily. And yeah. that's, that's important to me because 
I, I live with my loved ones and I want to make sure that I'm not one of those people that they don't want to go home to. <laughs> and it, like I was listening to something today talking about how our mental and physical actually can't be pulled apart. They're really connected. So, you know, a lot of your stress was related, then created physical symptoms. Yeah. And eventually when that becomes chronic, those that stress can create actual real ill health. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what I'm hearing you say really is that get out there and, and do the running because, or any kind of physical activity on a regular basis and you will. Sure. Too much time indoors. Yeah, too much time indoors. Too much time doing this sort of work is just not good. Not good for us. Mm. Um, and our bodies aren't designed for it. We've got to get out. We've got to do things and find things that are enjoyable. Um, it makes our lives better. Um, and, and I certainly enjoy going home, I enjoy running um, with, with, with my wife, Sam, and, and her daughter, Paige. And, and hopefully soon our, our grandson will be running. Uh, but before then, he'll be in a pram. We'll be pushing him along in these running events, which we're looking forward to as well. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. Anyway, well, I really want to say thank you again, Pete, because it has been a delight to have you on here and I've really enjoyed our conversation. I think it will help a lot of people. So really do appreciate your time. Thank you, Michelle. I've really enjoyed it too, actually. Um, I've really enjoyed just having a chat with you and um, I feel great you know, talking about these things and yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank Excellent. you. Well, hopefully we'll um, we'll get other people to be as inspired to start running, but also if they want to come and chat on the podcast to let us know. So just stay there and um, I'll stop the recording and we can say goodbye off the recording. But again, thank you very much, Pete. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co. And I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.